0: All about kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying the show. Take the time out of your day to listen to new music and the new sound of radio. Tune in every day, all day, for the greatest hits, latest news, and community events that you can be a part of. MoncoRadio.com,
1: where music and minds meet. together people you got to unite under one common cause I believe the cause we should unite under is rock and roll if you came here tonight to hear about how we're gonna save the whales if you came here tonight to hear about how we're gonna end hunger in the world if you came here tonight to hear about what war should continue and which one should stop. You are in the wrong place tonight, people. We are here to escape from all the bad news. We are here to have a good time. It's okay. Even when things are going bad, it ain't a crime to say, you know something? I'm not feeling so good. I think I oughta. Rock and roll on 90 party every day!
2: You wanted the best and you got it!
3: Kiss Army, you wanted the best and you got it. I am Matt Porter and we are here with the first issue of the Kiss Room for 2021. Today is a Paul Stanley birthday bash and I will be recruiting one of my longtime Kiss Army brothers to help us all celebrate. Let's get things started. You're in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio where music and minds meet. Army, we're back and I am joined right now by one of my best kiss army brothers Bob Brodsky Bob welcome back to the kiss room oh thanks it's good to be here you know look a lot of time people talk about how they they met each other how long they've known each other now I know that you have been one of my friends for such a long time and in some ways and we always joke about it, it was because of kiss let's talk about that
0: yeah well we met um, in 1980 19- I guess that was spring semester 1988. Uh, I had acting class because I had some aspiration to become an actor. That never happened, <laughs> but that's OK. Uh, you know, we were all young uh, <laughs> once. But uh, yeah, you came down to film us, uh, do some scenes. And uh, the scene was uh, you had to write it yourself. It was three minutes of your life when you're alone. So I picked this scene where I would get, was getting I wrote it out. I was getting ready for work. And when you're alone, you sing like nobody's around. So I had to get up and sing, uh, you know, I got up half dressed, you know, and sang like when I'm alone. And I I put all, I had a boom box and I played, I was made for loving you. And when he does the falsetto part, I, I can't sing at all. So I just did the worst singing I ever could to get an A on my uh, three minute scene. <laughs> you, you videotaped it, but unfortunately, I don't know if I, I can't find that tape, so it may be lost to the echoes of time, because that would be interesting to watch it now, to see if I was any good or bad in my uh, acting class, but uh, yeah, so I belted out, I was made for loving You." I also, to make the scene look like it was, uh, I was at home, I put Kiss stuff all over the, the little mini stage we had in the acting class, and after I did the scene, when somebody else was setting up, you walked over and said, Hey, I love all your kiss stuff. <laughs> and I was like, wow, oh, cool. Thanks. You know? And then after that, I saw you in the cafeteria, like a couple days later and I was like, Oh, that's a dude that filmed our class. And I, I s- sat with you. Cause you had kiss pins on your denim jacket and we just started sharing stories. I mean, you were impressed. I saw kiss on the dynasty tour. I was impressed. You saw Freely's comment live. And you know, we just, that, that's what kicked it off. <laughs>
3: Well, that's a lot of years ago. And it's funny. It's fun to think about it because, I mean, at the time, that was, I was a student worker, and one of my jobs was I had to go around and I would videotape things, things like the talent show where you would dress this false family for that, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's funny because now you you figure that time obviously at the time people didn't have a lot of video cameras now everybody would have a copy on their phone or whatever but that was so early on that here I come logging a camera and a recorder and all that kind of stuff and it was kind of a big deal you could come in and make you know record for the class that was one of my jobs was if somebody needed something recorded here I come so I remember you know it, it, now you figure how many years ago that it's the same thing now here I come with my camera and let me set it up and, you know. yeah you're
0: still doing it uh, I kind of <laughs> wish I would with acting because my job is a lot harder than, than, <laughs> than, than the acting thing but uh no yeah i know and i, I don't know whatever happened to that tape because what we do is then after everyone did their scenes the next week in class we would all sit there and play them back and everyone would critique each other's scenes with the teacher and i i don't know if i rewound the tape for the next set of scenes and record over it not realizing <laughs> That it would be so epic for us if we I still had to take out go back and watch because that's pretty much the first time we ever spoke to each other was that day
3: that's exactly it right and that's I always say it really was because your scene happened to be hey look I have all this you know kiss stuff and you're dancing dancing a kiss in your room and I remember thinking all right this guy is cool so it was just uh, so that's how we got started it's a long time ago and like I said there was the the lip sync the lip sync show and you had your your asylum robe, right, yeah,
0: yeah, my homemade asylum robe, uh yeah, that that was before that, but I don't know if I, I don't know if we talked that day, but yeah, oh, you know what I may, have, yeah, I don't remember, um, yeah, that was that lip sync, I do have a tape of that still, which that, <laughs> that, that that was like in my mind, I did a better job than I did. I'll never forget rewinding the tape and then realizing it wasn't as good as I thought it was. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's go to the song that was playing on your boombox when you were alone in your room in that Bucks County Community College acting class. I was made for loving you right here on Monco Radio where music and minds meet.
4: Lay it at your feet
3: We're back, and of course, that was I Was Made For Loving You. I'm talking to my friend Bob Brodsky. We're talking about some of our KISS connections, KISS adventures, lifetime of being KISS fans and friends. But one that came to my mind was it popped up as a uh, Facebook memory was the Paul Stanley, when well, the time that Paul was at the Sam Ash, the custom guitar show. So that's now 20, 21 years ago. It was January 9th, 2020, right? And it's funny because I, the, the, uh, unfortunately the thing I, there's a couple of things I always associate. One was your blurry photo, which I, and I know you uh, forgave me. I think the last time you were on The Kiss Room for taking a blurry picture,
0: which I did. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. Because, I there's, because there's actually two other ones where the flash didn't go off where they look okay. And so we have these three bad pictures instead of one good one. And then it was such an adventure and it made such a story out of it that, you know, going up there, waiting in the line, uh, the people that we met, the you know, and just even just uh, some of my memories of it, besides taking the picture, are we're in that line. And the announcements that they make, like, come and watch Seymour Duncan hand pickups. Or, you know, <laughs> Leslie West will be signing autographs at 2 o'clock. That's what kept coming over the loudspeaker. and We're just, like, all day, like, who cares about any of that? Like, I don't want to see hand-wound pickups or Leslie West. I want to see Paul Stanley. Where in the heck is he? You know? We you know, it's
3: funny because one of the things that I think about right away, I'm going to give a shout out to our other friend, Keith Pankwitz. This trip when we went to New York was the famous, the cat got nine lives he do, because we sang that song for whatever reason, all the way up to New York on the train. On the train. But the one thing that I always remember was as we were running to make the train was Keith yells out, what's that song where Paul Stanley starts to rap? And without even missing a beat, you launched into Read My Body. And and as you're going across the street to get to the train, you're singing Read My Body. And we were just laughing so hard. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We had a good time. That was such a good time, and that's a memory that I have. Because right away, you go into Paul Stanley mode with the hands out, doing the dance moves and singing and "Read My Body," which is probably one of the more, you know, songs that most Kiss fans would not put in their top ten. But, but it was just—it it actually, no. why I love that song because of that moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not in my top ten either. It's just—it's <laughs> it, one of those songs you just remember. You know, uh, it's a memorable song, whether it's great, one of the great ones or not, you know, interesting (laughs) lyrics that now. And that was the the other thing about that day was that Ace was there, too, but he was late and we spent so much time in the line that we decided not to go get an Ace's line. You know,
3: well, see, that's. I remember that when we got there, the, the things that always stand out is when we got there, there was no line. And I remember, everybody was just standing in front of the uh, the table of like Washburn or whatever, and everybody just kind of standing there in a big pile. And those guys kept saying, Well, go over and talk to the guy from Grim Reaper, and nobody was moving because everybody wanted their spot, especially yeah. everybody that had been there so early. And that was the one where I remember saying to the guy, look, if you don't make a line, this is going to get out of control real quick because if he comes out here and you haven't formed a line, it's going to be a disaster. And he's kind of looking at me real funny like, like, who the hell are you? And then, of course, 10 minutes later, they bring out those little velvety rope things. And, right. well, and I said to him, look, we'll, we all know how this goes. If you make a line, we'll stand in it. But if you don't make a line, we're going to have a big problem. And I remember him later coming up to me about uh, – an hour later and he says oh so you've done this before and he's like like all snooty to me and then i remember right. even like when we got up there he he looked right at me and he says you're allowed to have one autograph that's it and he was a real a real dick i don't know who that guy was but i always think about that but it really it's funny because that was the day he, that i got paul to sign my comic book so i was really thrilled <laughs> by that it was really uh you know i think keith ended up buying a guitar he and, did you know. because
0: he brought the Ibanez PS 10. And they're like, no, he's only signing Washburn. So he drags that guitar, that big guitar all the way up to New York. And then, well, what I remember is you guys went up to the front. If you were going to buy a guitar, you didn't have to wait in the line for autographs. And I stayed in line to hold our spot and you guys go up there and he comes back with another guitar. (laughs) Now he has two full size, like, you know, (laughs) Full on electric guitars because he had to buy the Washburn to get Paul to sign a guitar. You know, (laughs) that was crazy. And that guitar was a couple thousand dollars, wasn't it?
3: It was more than I had in my pocket. Well, it's funny because you're talking about how Ace, you know, they kept making the announcement that Ace was running late. And you remember Paul's expression was kind of like, well, of course. And he kept looking like he was laughing. And I think we had to make it back to our train. So I think we never, we didn't even,
0: Ace wasn't even there by the time we left. No, he wasn't. And we were all, we were starving because then we go to have some, uh, a dinner at Friday's and then, and then went and hopped on the train, I think. And, yeah, uh, we were, we
3: were we were kind of bolting to get out of there because we had to get back, you know, back onto the train.
0: Yeah, and I just remember thinking of that guy saying when we got there when the convention started, why are you at the table now? He's not going to be here for an hour. And <laughs> when we left and went out the front door of that of that convention center, the line for just Paul, forget Leslie West, Seymour Duncan, all, just Paul's line went around the room out the door, down the block, and around the corner, a New York City block, <laughs> you know. Oh, man. You know, he, and H- he
3: couldn't was- have been nicer that day. I mean, that's, I remember when the flash didn't go off, him saying – take another one. I'm not going anywhere. Like he couldn't have been cooler to us. Right. There was nothing about him. That was, he wasn't attitude at all. He was so pleasant. And I remember just being like, like feeling bad that the camera wasn't working, but feeling so good that he was so nice to us. So
0: yeah, he was like, just take your time, get it together. And I gave him a copy of that picture of me and Paul from the hot in the shade tour that day. And I always wondered after that, he recognizes me. I wonder if he does have like maybe a place where he keeps pictures that fans give him, or does he throw them out? I mean, I don't know. But it <laughs> seems like after that day at the guitar show, anytime he sees me at when we went backstage in 09, or at a couple of times I was on the Kiss Cruise or the two book signings, you know, those all those times, he recognizes me every time.
3: <laughs> you know, and he's always cool. I mean, that's every time I ever met him, he was nice to us. So it's just uh you know, it's Paul knows how to treat you like, as if you're an important guest. Hey, great to see him. I, mean, I yeah. don't think he remembers me, but the, uh, he might, I'm really ugly, but the, uh, you know. <laughs> no,
0: but, you know, he, is, he is, he is when people put him down, I, I, I don't get it because, you know, he's always been nice to us everywhere we go, you know? And, uh, and you, you know, the last few times I saw him, I was with Felix and Felix is always impressed that that Paul remembers me and is always super nice to me, you know, and uh, it, it's pretty cool. You know, but that day, no, all, for some reason, all those announcements they've made over the loudspeaker stick in my memory. Like I, can, <laughs> I can close my eyes and I'm back there and I can just hear it, you know, the whole day. And we're all we're worrying about is Paul Stanley. And it was great. So,
3: our Paul Stanley birthday bash is going to continue. We'll give a shout out to Keith Pankowitz. We'll give a shout out to Felix. And there's only one song we can go to right now Read My Body, right here in the Kiss Room on Monka Radio, where music and minds meet. Kiss Army, we're back. I'm talking to my friend Bob Brodsky as we celebrate a Paul Stanley birthday bash. It's the January issue of The Kiss Room. Let's talk about, now I'm going to throw us back to March 10th, 1989, Paul Stanley solo tour at that dump, City Gardens. (laughs) And uh, I, I think there couldn't have been more than about 500 people, but that was one of those nights that you just don't forget.
0: No, I mean, yeah, I don't even know if there was 500 people. I'm not sure. That that City Gardens was uh, the – but the show was great. Let's just say that. The venue was old, dilapidated. The parking lot had a lot of potholes, if I remember. (laughs) You know, and and it was cold out uh, because I saw the tour twice. I also saw them in uh, uh, Brooklyn at Lemoore's on February 18th. Um, 89 and that night was freezing. I remember being in Brooklyn and it was ice cold. And that was it. That was the loudest show I've ever been to in my life. I think I heard my my ears still kind of ring from, from the (laughs) the Brooklyn show. And your brother was at that show, but I never found him because when Felix and I got into Lemores, there was, we were, we walked up to the stage and we were like three or four deep. And we're like, we're just hanging here. I never ended up walking around and looking for your brother. And so I never saw him, even though I knew he was at, he went to both shows and I never saw him. But because we, we, we were like, look at where the stage is. We could just stay here and we'll see Paul. You know, that was incredible. And then, so that whole night in Brooklyn was amazing. Uh, and loud, and because I remember leaving Lemoore's as Felix's grandparents used to they lived in Brooklyn, and so we stayed at their house, and we could walk from Lemoore's to his grandparents' house. And so when we left and we are walking down the street in Brooklyn, it, he's Felix is talking to me. It sounded like he was across the street. That's how oh. how bad my ears were after that Lemoore show. And ever since then, I had to wear earplugs at every show I've been to. So then that was that mind blown. Right. Then find out not mere days after that. He's going to play. Paul's going to play City Gardens in Trenton, which even though I live in PA, I can be in Trenton in 15 minutes. So we got tickets. I got tickets for that. And and you were there and we were hanging out before the show. Um, the, and we've probably talked about this before, but it's such a great story. You got to tell it again. So after Warren played, you know, and that first Warren album reminds me of those shows. Like I played those songs. I'm back. I'm not thinking of Warren or how cool or how silly they were. However you want to look at Warren, I am back at one of those shows. You know, it just takes you to to those days. So we're hanging out. Warren's done. We're kind of on the side of the, the, along the wall on the side of the stage and those side doors open. And a bunch of bouncers come through on each side of Paul Stanley in that black leather jacket, with those 80s shoulder pads on it, but he just looked so cool and he goes right by us and you reach out and touch his arm as they (laughs) usher him to the stage through the crowd. And as you touch his after you touch his arm and he goes by, you look at me and show me your hand and go, I'm never washing this hand (laughs) again.
3: you know, it's funny. I remember him coming through the crowd in like they had him in a circle. It was right. all those big goons and they're circling him like a football player right. and he, and he's coming through and people are all kind of diving toward him. And the thing that I always remember was it seemed like so odd because that plate, like even the stage was so small. It was like, you know, we're going to see Paul Stanley on a stage, like at a club, right? And here he is right there. Like that was like, there he is right coming right by me. And I remember that just being so surreal and it's, and those shows the energy was so off the charts. Cause I think he felt, it seemed like he felt energized by just playing the songs stripped down. Everybody's just like rocking.
0: I know those are some of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Um, And that was before either of us had ever met anyone in kiss. So I'd never been that close to someone in kiss because Every concert I'd been to before that, which I think I'd seen Kiss like five times before that, I was always in the back, in the second level, up high, you know, way far away. They were like ants, you know, on stage. <laughs> and, and then there is Paul just walking right past us. That's Paul Stanley. Right. And, and then to proceed and do a show that was filled two-thirds, nothing but deep cuts. You know,
3: and think about that, they did Hide Your Heart before it had come out. So that right. was like at that point, was like a bonus track that we hadn't even heard yet. Right. And it was like, but yeah, all those deep cuts, and he's doing like I stole your love, and I mean his solo album stuff. And and I remember that show, just the energy of it, just you know, and every song just just the crowd, like even though, like we said, it's a smaller crowd, but the crowd was on fire for I know. that show.
0: I know both shows and Brooklyn too. Brooklyn was ins- insane. I mean that whole tour, I wish there was more like I know there's some good bootlegs on YouTube, but I wish he would have professionally filmed one of those shows because or even put out a live album because it would have been one of the greatest albums of all time if he would have put it out. It was that good you know,
3: if they had captured what was going on. Yeah. like, And then the funny thing, you start going back in your mind, 89, you know, video equipment, all that kind of stuff, a lot harder to take around than it is now. I mean, it's just like, so he probably wasn't even thinking about it. And, and quite frankly, I mean, with, there was only 400 something people there, you know, maybe they're thinking, man, I don't know, can we afford to bring in a big video crew or not? But the, yeah, uh,
0: I know. But I, I mean, and and like I said, there are some good bootlegs on YouTube. And sometimes, you know, I do sit back and I'll just go down a rabbit hole watching a couple songs from one show and a couple songs from another show. And I'm like, man, I can't believe I even saw this live. It was so good. He was on fire. You know, I don't know what energized him about that tour, but it was like, it was unreal, you know?
3: Absolutely. So let's pick a song, a Paul Stanley solo song. You're listening to Monco Radio
0: where music and minds meet. This one's called, Would You Like To Know Me?
3: Kiss Army, we're back. And look, while we were listening to that song, I had it cranked up here in, in, while we're listening. And Bob told me a funny story about that show in Brooklyn. Bob, you got to tell this story on the air.
0: Okay, so Felix and I were sandwiched in like three deep uh, at Lemoore's. And after Warren played, there was a lot of pushing and shoving, and it was, it was was it was pretty tight in there. So at one point... I just feel something hitting my legs like somebody's hitting me, but in the thigh. And I look down and it is a little person who must have been up in the front row and couldn't take it anymore. And was just this little person was punching their way out of the crowd to get out of the mayhem that was <laughs> the pit of, of Lamores. <laughs> and it's just one of those stories that you tell, that we talk about all the time. You know, Felix and I when we talk about, remember when we went to Brooklyn to see Paul Stanley, which I swear comes up every concert we go to, whether it's KISS or Van Halen or Madonna, but somehow we talk about Paul Stanley in Brooklyn every time we go
3: somewhere. <laughs> you know? So now look, if you're that little person, email me at the room at gmail.com. We want to hear about you fighting for your life and punching Bob in the leg and escaping the front <laughs> row at the Paul Stanley solo show. You know, it's funny. Think about that. 89. We didn't all have social media. There was no way. We didn't know who anybody was. You you were crowded in with a lot of people who may or may not. You probably be friends with right now on Facebook or whatever. I
0: I know because there are people that were at that show that we didn't know at the time that we know now. You know what I mean? It's a whole different experience going to a show now. Anywhere I go, if I go to Las Vegas, if I go to Connecticut, I turn around and I see people I know.
3: See, that reminds me of another story. If we're going to talk about places where there was people packed in, was remember, so it was December 5th, 2001, Tower Records, where we met Gene and Paul for the box set, right? And the reason why I always think about that was because we got there pretty early. We were probably, I don't know, maybe 50 or 60 people back from the start of the line. But remember, and this again, now 2001, I don't think there was that. I don't think I had any kind of social media. I think that's pre even MySpace or whatever the hell, but remember that guy. So everybody's waiting in line. And now, now I know a ton of people who were there. Cause everybody says, Oh, I was there. But remember that guy in front of us who had the whole bag full of CDs and he's standing there just playing kiss music all day. Remember that?
0: Yeah. and Yeah. He had a boom box and he had every kiss CD imaginable. And, uh, he he kept us entertained all day, but I know where you're going with it because so, when the line started moving, it was almost like a fire drill to get the autographs <laughs> and get out of there. But and this guy, right, right, it was it was like you know they they wanted to get these autographs <laughs> over and done with and because re- they closed down Tower Records, so they wanted us in and out of there. So here we are. We start moving, and it is like a fire drill. Come on, move, 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 move. And, of course, when we're almost next in line, like four or five to go, his bag, he just dropped all the CDs all over the floor inside when we got inside Tower Records. And so we stop, and then they're like, it's almost like, man down, leave him, leave him, go ahead, go ahead. They want to get up there and get locked. So we won't know. leave you behind. Right. Just but we, keep we going. Just, <laughs> I know. I know. And he's just, like, oh, 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 I dropped, you know, almost like a a, a kid in school dropping his books. You know, it was, <laughs> I, we just left and we went up and, and met Gene and Paul and, and it was great. Because I got my poster signed, which I had a poster that was signed by Ace and Peter. An outtake from the first album cover photo session and that day I got Gene and Paul to sign it and it's framed and hanging on my wall to this day.
3: Well, you know, and I'm going to give a shout out to your brother. I mean, Colin, actually, everybody knows that. It's a much longer story where I didn't have my box set, and your brother went and g- took, you know, met my wife and got the box set and came up on the train and handed it to me. So, Colin, I'll always love you for that. But if you're the guy who dropped all your CDs that day, send me a message at the at gmail.com. <laughs>
0: I hope we could have a reunion with all these people. That would be great, you know, if you could get them all on the show, all the people that we met over the years that we didn't keep in touch with, you know.
3: You know, see, that's the fun thing. Like you said, there's so many people that throughout these events that we have met over the years, and a lot of them are pre-internet. Like, now you know everybody. Like, I remember when we went to... um, you know, like when we went to the, uh, the show where we met the Kiss Army Vixens, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we only knew them through MySpace. Internet, you know, MySpace yeah. or whatever. And then, like, they were actually there. And I remember that that was um, PNC Bank Art Center. And I think that's August 2010, if I remember. Yes. And you know what? I remember that one because that night I also dove over a bunch of chairs and got a Paul Stanley pick. Yes. Remember that Yes,
0: I remember he was real cause we had good seats, but I, I didn't think they were good enough to get a pick cause we were a good 10, 12 rows back. He flicked that pick and you saw it landed on the ground in the row in front of us. And all of a sudden I just looked to my right and I see your feet sticking up <laughs> from the seat in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> and when you eventually got back upright, you just showed me you had the pick in your hand, you
3: know. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because that's one of those things is where that's like kind of early on when you know you could kind of start recognizing people. I think Joe and Samantha might have been there like you know i mean it's, you start going back in your mind of the people who were sitting near you you know at at different shows and then how we would connect with them on on social media but that was a really fun night i remember i remember that night in uh, that that show because it was just it was like the weather was nice and everybody was just like like having the best That was in august so the weather was perfect and
0: right yeah carol and arlene were there and they the crowd it first of all it was packed we saw, I saw three shows on that tour, and that was the most packed it was. And when the lights went out, you would think it was 1977. The crowd was really into that show. Well, you know, Lady Gaga was at that show. Right, that's and, the one. And so was Vince Neil.
3: I remember it's funny because Madison, you know, obviously, everybody that listens to the Kiss Room knows Madison's my younger daughter. She's into Lady Gaga now. And I told her, and she doesn't like Kiss because Dad likes Kiss. But I told her, you know, Lady Gaga was at that show. She came from the backstage. And I remember seeing her little blonde hair kind of going up the side. And I remember, everybody's kind of like, you could see everybody kind of like, almost like a little explosion going along because every head started, they're all turning, looking at her. And she went back to the soundboard. You know, yeah. she's hanging back at the soundboard, but I, and so she's like, ah,
0: oh, dad, I, don't know.
3: but anyway, but the, uh, so yeah, that was, those are some fun times. I mean, between like the tower records and, and, you know, that tour and, you know, let's go into another song and you're on Marco radio
0: where music and minds meet.
1: just hate when the girl says, wait. I really want her by my side, don't
2: hesitate. I really want, her by my side,
1: the whole night grow to the things I want to do. Come on, baby, don't leave me sad. You're Go good looking. That's how we love, love. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: Army we're back I'm talking to my friend Bob Brodsky it's a Paul Stanley birthday bash we're reliving some of our favorite memories along the way one thing that came to my mind when we were talking about that that uh last show was I remember going up to that Mount Laurel Performing Arts Center Bushkill PA they were reopening it and the thing I always remember was being crammed in the back seat of your car you Felix in the passenger side and I'm like a sardine squished in the back i think it's the eclipse right yeah i still have it,
0: I, it it's on its last legs but i still have my eclipse I, you know um but yeah the, yeah we crammed in there actually after that now whenever i go on a road trip with felix to go to a, a show or a convention we've been renting a car every time just because it saves wear and tear on our vehicles and we are usually pick something that's more comfortable than, a, than <laughs> yeah car, you know well you know uh, the
3: thing I remember about that was that night it was a Saturday night and the place was packed and again it was a nice kind of really perfect kind of weather night and I remember being tons of people that that we knew because obviously by this point now social media exists and you can kind of connect with everybody but I remember they had almost like a carnival kind of atmosphere they were doing like um, you know like a tattoo contest and there was girls there with kiss shirts selling raffle tickets and everything and there was like the news was there because i think that place had been closed for a long time and then kiss was the first first band to bring it back
0: yeah it was like a grand reopening because i remember we passed a billboard that had like kiss and zz top and uh and i think a country act on there and, and but kiss was the first one to play there in five years it was under new ownership that's why the news was there and everything like three channels and everything and uh, yeah, it was really exciting, and it did. A, I forgot about the tattoo thing until you just said it. But yeah, there was a real excitement and a buzz because I remember um, watching those news clips online, which I've been trying to find those over the years, and I think they took them down. But the people that lived around there were so excited that they didn't have to drive two hours to go to a concert. But us fools that <laughs> live two hours away, we drove two hours to go up there to see Kiss.
3: Well, you know, I remember that was one where there really were people from all over the place. Cause I, I remember that was one where super fan Andy was in his full ACE outfit and the makeup. And he must, every time I ever see him and he's in makeup, he poses for a thousand pictures because he's there dancing around like he's ACE with the, with the inflatable guitar. And it was just like, uh, I remember that night because there were so many people that I knew it felt like a huge party. I mean, it was really just a great show.
0: It was. It, it was a party. Uh, I actually, I think that was one of the, sh- a couple of friends of mine that were, I went to high school with were at that show, you know, and um, we just had a, We had a good time at that show. It was a party, you know, and, and Kiss was so tight on that tour. They played so good that night. There is some video of Kiss on YouTube from that tour and they, they were so good and we had good seats that night too. So that, that made it even better.
3: You know what And everybody remembers if they were there the opening band was a band called Bad City and and they were really loud I remember that but I mean they because we are celebrating a Paul Stanley birthday bash let's go into a Bad City track called Call Paul Stanley right here in the Kiss Room on Marco Radio
0: where music and minds meet
1: Never all I can
3: KISS ARMY, we're in the middle of the January issue of The Kiss Room and I'm talking with my friend Bob Brodsky. We're cranking some tunes and it's the top of the hour, so we're going to shift gears and listen to another hot set from The Kiss Room house band. Bob, you good to hang in for a little bit? Okay, that's good, that's good. You're in The Kiss Room on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. Hi, everybody, it's June Simmons. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Montco Radio. But you knew that.
2: You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter.
5: over and nothing much has changed. You
2: are correct. It does not compute.
5: What do you say we get off this planet? Let's take a rocket ride.
2: She wants a rock it right fame is on the knees Baby wants a place she wants to rock it ride she wants a rock it right is on the knees Baby wants a place she wants a rock ride she wants a
5: This next song we had ready for the December Kiss Room. And Matt said he had to cut it. At first we thought we were being censored like Kiss was in Dubai. But it was actually just because he ran out of time. You know there's no smoking or cursing in the Kiss Room. But a little bitch bending over never hurt anyone.
2: <laughs> now let me tell you my story I got a man sad size- spirit
4: Never had a home Never
2: had a no worry Until I met Domino Ain't the virgin memory Love I confess Got my hesitations Cause she kisses like the kiss of death Those lights No, she's a Got me by the ball Big color, down and down. So fly Yeah Got a reputation Haven't got a home It's a sticky situation if she ain't old enough to vote.
5: Here's a great Paul song from Unmasked. This is easy as it seems. most about a live concert is how loud it can get so you know when you're stuck at home streaming a concert you gotta turn it up extra time so let's play something we haven't rehearsed this but let's do something off the first album i mean this is live in the kiss room we can make mistakes and everything it comes from the first album this one's called
2: Strutter. yeah how you doing oh yeah looks like we're gonna have ourselves a rock and roll party tonight
1: That's
3: the Kiss Room House Band with another great set to start off this year. Thanks to Jerry Lee Watkins, Fran Galanti and Steve Campagna and a shout out to Jim Zagel and Steve Forrest and Chris Hartman and everybody who has rocked with the Kiss Room House Band. Hopefully we can all get back in the studio soon because I miss all of your smiling faces. You're in the Kiss Room and I have my friend Bob Brodsky on the line. And hearing that awesome set of music from the Kiss Room House Band reminded me of another Kiss adventure that we had. Remember that time we went to the Nissan Pavilion in Bristow, Virginia for the Rock the Nation tour? That's like 2004.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, we went down to that. The, the funny thing about that is the only reason I bought tickets to that show, because it's like, for me, like it's three hours from where I am to get there. Uh, was because it was July 24th, 2004. And my first Kiss concert was July 24th, 1979. And when I saw the tour dates, I was like, there's no way I can pass up a chance to go see Kiss on the 35th anniversary of the first time I ever saw Kiss, you know. And so that's how I ended up even buying the tickets. And then I didn't I, I think my brother ended up, he was supposed to go with me. And then he's like, Oh no, that's when I'm going down the shore with all my buddies. I can't go to that show. So who's the first person I call? Show? <laughs> it's, it's Matt Porter. I got an extra ticket. We got to go to the show. And then it turned out they were filming it for part of the rock, the nation DVD. And we had good seats. 10th uh, row. I think I had for that show. And, um, Man, we've been to some good shows together, let me tell you. But, uh, we,
3: and that one is great because if, if for everybody, I probably mentioned on the show before, but if you go back right before they do I Want You, you can see us in the crowd. Right. You know, like if you're a hot chick, the camera finds you. But if you look like me, the camera doesn't really, you know, find me. But I remember if if while Paul is doing the rap during I Want You, you can absolutely see us in the crowd. Yes. So I'm Pumping always thrilled by that. Pumping our fists up. He's yeah. up. But th- and yeah. that was the thrill when they when they announced, "Hey, look, we're making, you know, a video. We're going to make a DVD tonight." And the funny thing is I know that, you know, that night was when they were still selling those instant lives and I had the instant live, so it's like the raw version of the audio that then became the Rock the DVD. Nation DVD. So it's like, I mean, I really I love those instant lives. They were, you know, cuz I remember absolutely after the show, waiting in line by that bus to get that CD. I had to then just wait in line. But right. then but then I remember cranking that as we were leaving, which right. I remember being like, what kind of magic is this? Right. That we can, you know we can actually have a copy of the show that we were just at. Right. right. You know, like if it's we like had a
0: three-hour drive and we spent the whole drive re-listening to the show that we just (laughs) left you know I completely forgot I do remember now that you say it but I hadn't thought about it in years that when we were in that line you remember we saw a teenage girl dressed like Vinnie Vincent go by us when we were in that line and there's no way that she was even born when Vinnie Vincent had the makeup and the onk and the whole thing but there she was walking through and you were like hey great makeup and she just smiled said thanks and kept walking it was that was a great night
3: Kudos to her parents for teaching her about early kiss or at least right. mid mid year kiss. <laughs> right. right. Definitely. Definitely. You know what? It's funny. Cause that's, I mean, a lot, obviously talking about that, I mean, there's always people that are going to rip on different lineups and things like that, but you know what? Think about all those shows. They were great. That was a great night. And I think, again, that was, I think also a Saturday also right. packed also like a, just a great night. Everybody's hanging out, you know, by, by that point, 2004, I, you know, you're starting to kind of know some people like online, I guess. I mean, you know, I can't, I think, I don't even know if there was my space at that point or what, but I mean, I remember there was just seemed like a lot of people that we knew and I'm pretty sure that was one, that was definitely one of the nights ZO2 opens. Shout out to Joey Casada and that crew. And, uh, and and was Poison. that Poison, right? Poison. And Poison was, no, and they were great. And it's funny, I've seen Poison a bunch of times as the, not just the headliner, but also an opener. And they always put on a good show. It's oh, like, no, you po- know what
0: I am Yeah. I was gonna Poison,
3: say, it's like a total party vibe.
0: It is, because Poison came out and did one hour of nothing but hits, you know? And they came out when I was like a junior in high school or a senior in high school, that was when Poison came out. So that some of those early songs, like off the first Poison album, totally take me back to senior year and and all that. And then Kiss comes out and they play songs that take you back to fourth grade. So it's like (laughs) your whole life just flashes before your eyes. You know, that was a great show. And I remember kind of not being surprised when Paul said they were filming it because I remember when they came out playing Love Gun, it was like they looked like they stepped off an album cover. And that was my third show on that tour. And you'd think I would have been like, oh yeah, I've seen this before, but I seem to just remember a feeling of when they played Love Gun and the way they looked and the way they sounded, they were on fire. And I was like, what are they on tonight? This is incredible. And then when Paul says, oh, we're filming this for a DVD and all that, it was just like, no kidding. No wonder they're like so amped up.
3: So let's take us back via an instant live recording to July 24th, 2004 Rock the Nation Tour, you're listening to Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Army, we're back. It's the Kiss Room January issue. I'm talking to my friend Bob Brodsky. Now, we were just talking about the Rock the Nation DVD from 2004, but then if we fast forward right to the end of 2020, what a crazy time it's been! But we ended it with that. What I'm gonna say was an awesome show from Dubai.
0: Agreed, agreed. It was incredible. I mean, in this time where you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. You know, to sit down at home and watch a live show that was a full on production was incredible. I mean, I treated it like I was going out. I mean, I got up, you know for, obviously most people listen don't know. I work a second shift job, so ten o'clock in the morning is early to me but and and our local time it started at the pre-show was at noon, so I had to get up like I was going to work. I, but i but the difference is I got up and I shaved. To watch this show, I I got dressed like I was going to a concert and then sat down at noon to sit and watch Kiss Live, but the whole time it felt exactly the same as when I get ready to go to a real show that I'm going to be at.
3: You know, and that, I think that was the fun. Now, the funny thing is, and, and not to make a joke out of it, but about 20 minutes before the show started, you call me, how come I'm getting the double echo on, on oh the my show? God. So it's fun in a way because we, we connected right before the show, but it was like, you know, you had to log in and log out. And it was like, you know, I'm going to send a shout out to Greg Muse because he was the one that actually tipped me off that, that Tixer or whatever had created a Roku channel so I could watch it on my big speakers and my big TV TV and he's like oh yeah here's the link you got to click this link and then you got to log in i'll tell you it was funny you'd think that you were logging into fort knox but you got it first you need this code and then you need this code now you got to sign into this account and it's like probably i gave away probably way more information somebody somewhere collected a lot of data on me and how willing i was to click a million different links to get into that pay-per-view
0: i know that the the app i have apple tv and i downloaded the app and i was signed in and and yeah, when I sat down all ready to watch it, I come on, it's already playing and then, okay, great. Cause I signed in a couple days before, but then as I'm playing the put in your, your secret code pops up and now you, that's all you can only hear audio and you can't see video. But then when I put in the secret code. It starts playing again, so now I'm getting twice. So when Paul's like saying we wanted to come to Dubai, it has an echo. We wanted to come to Dubai, to Dubai, <laughs> to Dubai, you know, and, and I can't get it to stop. And I am like flipping out. I mean, you would, I, I, my hands started to shake. I couldn't think straight. I was like, it's not working, you know. And so then I, I called you, and and you're like, oh no, mine's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh no you know so then but you stayed calm and you were like shut everything down shut the tv the apple tv i turned everything off and then turned it back on and i actually had to do it twice but eventually got it to where it was only playing the audio and the video were in sync and playing once you know together and and then uh yeah we got to chat for a while which also felt like i was at a real show and then and it played fine for the rest of the concert but it totally felt like you were there And it was exciting, and it definitely reminded me of other great moments, you know, in KISS 3, like KISS Meets the Phantom coming on TV or Animal Eyes Live debuting on the Saturday concert. It had that definite, like, like, feeling to it, which was cool that they could create that, A, in this pandemic, and B, all these years later, we're still that excited over KISS.
3: And I think for the most part, it seems like most people would agree that it was a blast. I mean, there's people who are going to complain that there wasn't like really any deep, deep cuts. You know, we talk about that. There wasn't anything that surprised you. Or, oh, my God, how could Gene possibly change the lyrics in God of Thunder? And you go, hey, look. It's a rarity now. You, you got to see the one time he didn't sing the same lyrics. It's nice. So it's like, you know, things like that, or, you know, it must have been a trip while I was gone. You know, I thought right away, you know, hey, look, they're just making it fun for everybody. But the, uh, you know, the whole show I thought was fantastic. Okay, we didn't get blood spitting. But hey, look, we're Kiss Collectors. We like to see that one thing that's rare. It's like finding that one show where he didn't spit the blood. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, it caught me off guard more with God of Thunder because that was one of the ones I was singing along with. And I was like, did I just say the wrong words? You
3: know, right. I, what did I, he sing? Right.
0: Right. I stopped singing for a second but uh no i didn't and and the 100,000 years thing wasn't as noticeable because i'm sure there's bootlegs from the early years like some of those radio concerts from the first tour where i don't think he sang the right lyrics all the time anyway <laughs> you know
3: you know and that's the funny thing it's like you know it was something a little different but i'll tell you i thought if, if that's how we could end 2020, I thought that was tremendous. Even the fact that it was on at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, look, you could still do all the regular, let's look at the Dick Clark or whatever, countdown at midnight. But you know what? It was a great way to spend the day. I thought they played it perfectly. Everything sounded great. It looked great. You know, it really, I'm hoping, obviously, that it comes out on DVD. I think it probably will, since they made it available to the people with the uh, $5,000 VIP, you Know, they've they've got the DVDs made. If they can put them out, I'll buy one of them. I, I you know what? I would love it if they really. I mean, obviously, people are slowly going back to theaters. But if they put that out in movie theaters, I'd go see it in a theater.
0: I know because I actually I yeah I thought it sound I thought they sounded great. I mean, I really thought the whole band was on fire. They they played really good because I obviously watched it like a few more times, and I was really impressed with how good they sounded. You know, it definitely has like a, you know, album quality sound to it, you know, because I have my TV hooked up to the big speakers and everything. So, it. it, I mean, I got it cranked pretty loud and it it sounded really good.
3: And it was a trip seeing him in, in such a different venue, like when Paul went flying out above a pond or a pool, you know what I mean? Like at some point, I just, I remember thinking how cool that was. It was just something so different, you know? And in some ways, I think that was one of the things that, that I thought was, it was like, really, you really get to just appreciate the music because you're looking at the band and there's no fans to look at. You know, a lot of time I'll watch these shows and you're looking at the, at the fans or like, I was watching that kiss in Vegas the other day and you look to see who, you know, cause I mean, I spend half the time looking into the crowd going, "Oh, Oh, they're so so, Hey, look, it's cat. You know I mean? It's like, you know, you see people in the crowd. This was like, a t- it was, it really proved it was all about the music because it was live and you know, you want to hear those songs and, but there, there's nothing, it was just you and the band really. And, and I, I thought it was, I mean, it's the only time I think we'll probably ever see something like that where it was re- literally kiss practically playing to like a, just for us really.
0: I know, and, it, and and watching Paul go over the pool, it was the first time I ever watched him do that and not think, oh, my God, please don't fall off that
3: wire. <laughs> Which takes us back to my wife saying that she's worried about Paul when he does that because she's worried about the elderly. He could fall and get hurt. Go back well, he, to, I guess, what's the March issue or February issue of the Kiss Room? <laughs> he
0: doesn't use the hand uh, wrap around his wrist. He just kind of, like, holds on. I, I couldn't do what he does, but yeah, I, I was thinking that, well, I was thinking that, oh, he'll only fall in a pool. That's okay. But then when, <laughs> when you were uh, describing it, I remembered, um, it never happened, but remember Evil Knievel was supposed to jump over the pool with the sharks in it?
3: Yeah, right.
0: But on the practice jump, he, <laughs> he crashed, so we never got to see it. Um... <laughs> They should have put sharks in the pool. (laughs) Uh,
3: You know what? I I didn't win the Powerball or we would have had like, uh, you know, little floaty devices and been watching the pool from the front. But the, uh, you know, it would have been great.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, I know. I wish I could have gone to that, you know.
3: Fun stuff. So yeah, I'd have to say, I mean, for me, I thought Dubai was two thumbs up. I mean, I've heard, you know, some people kind of trying to really nitpick it. I thought for what it was and for when it was, it was perfect. I mean, it was just like that. What a way to kind of wrap up the year. You know, I saw Kiss in February right before the pandemic hit, which was live in Allentown. I was thrilled I could go with Madison and Amy and we, you know, enjoyed the hell out of it. So it was like a, it was but really the only live shows I saw in, in 2020 it was Kiss and Y&T. And then everything shut down, you know, yeah, this, and
0: so I, I thought it was a blast. Yeah, 2020 is the first time in probably 25 years I didn't go to a single concert. I did, right. go to that oh. one, I did go to the one, that one Eagles game, though, and that was all like a fluke that we <laughs> that we got. To, it was all just, we just found out they were letting people in the stadium, and we got tickets like a couple days before and went, and it was fun. But yeah, no concerts, first time probably since the early 90s that I went a whole year without going to a show.
3: Unreal. Well, I'll tell you what, we're running close to the end of the show, and I still have a few songs that I want to spin, so crank this up. You're listening to The Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. People, we are running out of time. I want to send a shout out to a bunch of people before we go. Um, Candy Burton, you can listen to Candy's Kiss Corner every Saturday morning, nine o'clock, right here on Monaco Radio, the same way you listen to the Kiss Room. Chris Goff from the Kiss World, Mikhail Burrell, Ricky Cook, Tony Mann, Hannah Rog, William Douglas, Al Dent, Steve Javorsky, Dottie Jones, Sean Cullen, David Cathy, Matteo Bacaro. David Zanet, Kiss Army Torino, Seymour Pierce, Lee Bruton, Yoshiki Kimura, Chris Hartman, Scott Zagajanini, Javier Boster, Kiss Army Omaha, Roger Bernard, James West, Matt Onversaw, John Weinberger, which you can also hear Saturday morning, 10 o'clock on Monaco Radio, Time Bomb Radio, Bill Elam, Sam Dotton, Craig Bauer, Joe Laskin, Kat Mara, Chris Simcoe, Mike Simcoe, Brandis Willie. I want to send a shout-out to Jan Evans for modeling her new Kiss Room shirt that her husband Steven got her for Christmas. I love seeing stuff like that. Peter Arquette from Kiss Asylum shares our link every month. Joe, Jody, Joey, and Hollywood from Podcast Rock City. Obviously, that crew does an awesome show every week. Ken Mills, Gary Schaller, of course, the podcast. AJ and Anthony Porter, Madison Porter, and my lovely wife, Amy Porter, all shared the link. And I want to give a shout out. Punk and Judy, Eric Wisniewski and, and Judy Wisniewski from The Electric Crush. You can hear The Electric Crush every Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m. EST. On WMCK, they're also on the TuneIn app. So if you're using the TuneIn app to listen to Monaco Radio, just search WMCK, search The Electric Crush every Wednesday from 7 to 9. They do a great show. I really do appreciate everybody who's broadcasting, especially those of you that are able to go live You know, during all this crazy, crazy time. Another shout out, Alan Tate does a cool show on Sunday nights at 8. On A to Z Radio, which you can find on the Live 365 app. It's called Big Al's Top 30 Flashback Countdown. And he basically goes like this year, but like in 1979. So it's tons of music that you probably already know, but maybe haven't listened to in a while. Uh, His presentation is great. I really enjoy that. I enjoy the show a lot. Huge shout-out to the Let It Rip podcast. These guys are really on the move. They've got their Facebook group really growing. Ron Jones and Mike Moon, their latest guest is the one and only Lydia Chris. And their interview should be available by the time you're hearing me yammer on. You can find them on Facebook with all the links to listen. Of course, I'll share that link in the Kiss Room group. Happy birthday, Chris Giordano, who shares a birthday with Paul Stanley himself. Winner, winner, chicken dinner! And this last bit, this comes from Vincenzo Ionello, who you all know as Vinny Vin. He is part of a new Kiss tribute project called We Keep On Shouting. And it's a compilation album dedicated to the memory of Alex Ruffini, who is their friend and rock photographer. Um, they're raising money for a charity fund created for Alex. And for all info, a digital download code and your donation, go to cancerdrugsandrockandroll at gmail.com. So it's actually an email. You'll send them an email for info. cancerdrugsandrockandroll at gmail.com. Some new music. You can donate to that if you want, but you can get all the information right there. And this is Vinnie Vinn's song on the album, a cover of the outstanding Peter Chris song, I Can't Stop the Rain. Omaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Army, we are back. You're in the kiss room. Obviously, thanks, Vinny Vin, for letting us share your song. We're running out of time. Bob, any last minute thoughts as we kind of kick off the new year?
0: Well, first, thanks for having me on. This was great. Uh, You know, any chance to celebrate Paul's birthday, I'm up for it. Um, I'm so glad we've been friends all these years since we met in 1988. And uh, hopefully in 2021, we'll be able to get together and go to some kind of you know, Kiss concert or Kiss Expo or anything, because uh, I mean, I haven't seen you in ages because of all this, and uh, so I hope we get to do it, to do something this year. You know,
3: absolutely. I mean, it's crazy to think that we're really closing in on like a year of being locked down and shut down and not seeing people. And you know, that was the funny last month. You know, I drove around with my brother and I, and I said. You know, even during that, I think it might have only been the second or third time I'd seen him this year. It was just... crazy to me. And it's just like, you know, and, and we did get a lot of great feedback. Thanks to everybody who listened to our car cast, which we, we ended the year with, uh, the kiss room demos project. And thanks to everybody who gave me some really great feedback and, uh, and all the bands that let us play their music. We got some absolutely fantastic feedback. So I'm thrilled by that. And, uh, but yeah, we need to get together. You know, I mean, I think of all the times, even that we would sit and watch like kiss at Budokan bootleg ah. tape. Like it was a party or, you know, again, thinking of Pankowitz. you know, we were at his house when he was, we're watching that, uh, that pay-per-view remember he was running around with his Paul Stanley sneakers. And if he's listening, he's going to kill me for thinking of that story, but you know, jumping up on the table and you know, he was, it was a great party. It was a party with, you know, watching kiss pay-per-view. I know. And uh, I
0: remember we kicked around the idea of having a listening party for ACEs album, but by the time it came out, we really couldn't uh, have any kind of party.
3: Right. It's all this stuff. So, I mean, we need, we need more KISS events and more things to do. And uh, everybody needs to just stay healthy so we can all kind of keep going in the new year. So Damn. it's great to talk to you. I really appreciate you coming on, helping me start the new year here in the KISS room. Pick a song and let's go out on it.
0: King of the Nighttime World, one of my favorite Paul Stanley tracks. And happy birthday, Paul. And thanks again, Matt, for having me on the show. Bob, I'm
3: always glad when you can join me in the Kiss Room on Monco Radio.
0: Where music and minds meet.
3: army thank you to everyone who is listening to the kiss room thank you to bob brodsky for hanging out and talking kiss and for being a lifelong friend thank you to the kiss room house band for rocking all of you with another great live set the kiss room will be back on february 12th which will be the kickoff of valentine's day weekend for all you lovebirds in the meantime stay safe stay healthy keep rocking and thank you for joining me in the kiss room You
1: have been one hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? I'll tell you something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you!
3: Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio.
2: Last-minute crazy things you want to say to conform with
3: expectations? No, but I will say something to anybody out there that's, you know, the weird guy or the weird
5: girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for. Don't think it's so weird. Maybe someday somebody will let you, give you the chance to make a living out of it.
2: You just stick to it. You would be
1: weird. Cosmic. Uh, Don't let anybody say that there isn't fate involved in your lives, people, because this kind of stuff can happen to you also. Life is full of all kinds of changes and amazing coincidences that lead to prosperous uh, fates. How's that?